how are things? This is Mark here, and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. This is episode 180, and you're more than welcome. Um, Happy Monday. I hope you had a good weekend. Obviously, this is not live, so I recorded it a few days beforehand. I'll tell you exactly where I am now. It's Saturday night. You're probably all out having dinner, or whether it's significant other, having a drink, having a good time, maybe hoping to go home tonight and have some sexy time. And uh, I'm here recording a podcast, so um, I'll have to start rethinking that, you know. But I uh, know I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to uh, do a podcast on a topic that I said it was. Let's talk about mental health. Um, I I I won't go into my whole story. I, I've said it several times. But for anyone new, I suppose a thirty second synopsis is I had um chronic depression for ten years, and I'm out. You know, two and a half, three years, maybe a bit more. I can't remember exactly the data. I was better, if you like, but. And there's a lot of stuff that I learned in that time and there's a lot of um, tips and there's a lot of things, I suppose, that I know now that I wish I knew then or that I did know then, but I didn't fucking heed. Um, And I think this might be beneficial for anyone who is suffering from mental health, um, anyone who knows somebody who is suffering from mental health, anybody who's got better, anybody who doesn't want to get it or wants to try to avoid stuff or it might just be good lessons um, to learn. And it's not that I know so much and that I know everything and it's, it's far from it. Um, normally in life, I, if I know anything to a certain degree, it's normally too late, you know. Um, but uh, look, it is what it is. I, um, I just thought it was important to do a mental health one because this podcast was built on me talking about mental health. And, you know, sometimes it's embarrassing to say that the podcast has helped people. And I don't know why I still, that doesn't sit comf- comfortably with me still, but um, it, it is doing and I know it's doing because they're telling me so I thought it was important to do one and if you like get back to what brought me to the dance Um, so just before the start is um, like everything I say here is not universal for everybody some things will resonate with you you'll go yeah that's amazing I understand that I know exactly what he's talking about some things you might never have heard before me saying it in a certain way some things you'll completely disagree with um, all of that is okay. I'm not saying your way is wrong and I'm not saying this way is right. And I'm not saying that I know all of the ways. And of course I don't. If, uh, you know, I, I could talk for 10 hours on a podcast for 50 days in a row and still only be scratching the surface of what I went through in a 10 year period and what I've learned during it and after it, um, And with the knowledge of the people that I talk to who also suffer from mental health, who were on the show and who've emailed me and sent me messages, um, you know, they're into the thousands at this stage. So, you know, I I know just pick point pinpointing a couple of things that I think might help. Um, And I'm doing it on a Saturday night while you're all having dinner, getting ready to have sexy time. So, um, as I said, I'll have to revisit it at some stage. And look, small bit of busy work before I start. Um, Please subscribe to the channel. If you haven't done so, so far, there's, I think there's over two and a half thousand subscribers now on the YouTube channel. If you're watching it on YouTube has like 5,050 or 515,000 views, which is, it's crazy for a long form podcast. Um, because you know what, there's either a certain age group or a certain demographic that's watching it. And it's kind of my age group. I know there's people who go a bit older and a go a bit younger, but it's generally in that age group, maybe, you know. 25 to 54 so if you're outside those age groups um 
it's great that you're listening. It's it's great that the podcast is resonating with so many different people. And I think that's because of the guests. I have a lot of different guests. People always say to me, what's your niche? You know, why don't you now talk about tractors or talk about cars or talk about farming or talk about just nutrition or talk about, no, I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want. That's what I talk about. And I enjoy that because I have interest in loads of stuff. So look, thank you for staying with me. But to subscribe is free. So if you can do it, it would be fantastic for me. I would also say if you like the video, give it a like. Um, the reason these things are good is because the more people that subscribe and like the video and leave a comment, by the way, tell me what you think of the podcast. YouTube's algorithm takes that up. And the more people that's doing it, it shares itself to other more people because it thinks what people find this interesting. And it's fantastic for me because more people get to see it. Um, and it makes the channel more popular. <clears throat> And I mean, that's a good thing for me and it's free for you to do it. So, yeah, so just uh, subscribe if you can. Like, share it, everything to someone else and maybe leave a comment. Um, I'm recording this Saturday, but it's Monday for you. On Wednesday, I am doing a Promote Your Own Business podcast. Um, I'll chat about the guest maybe on the topic later on. Well, I'll tell you the topic, it's Pilates. Um, I don't know much about it. I, I, you know, a couple of mornings a week I do a stretch. Um, but it's a YouTube one. I went through loads of them and found the one that I thought was all right for me. And I do that. Um, but you know, I'm not 100. What's the difference between Pilates and yoga and different stretches? But I was chatting to a girl on the phone for a while. She's absolutely lovely, complete professional. Um, great to talk. I'd say we're going to have a good laugh and a good conversation. It'd be really enjoyable. Um. So yeah, look, I, I'll, I'll send out information on my socials when that's ready to come out. Um, you know, if you are subscribed and, you know, as I said, if you haven't done, please do so. You hit that notification button as well. It'll just tell you when there's a new podcast out. As I always say, you don't have to watch it straight away, but at least you know the thing is out. Um, but thanks to everyone who's done all that. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned last on the last podcast that I'm finished on uh, Twitter and TikTok I am but there's in the description down below there's a link tree it's in blue if you don't know just click on it it'll show you where my socials are you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook Snapchat and LinkedIn that's it Um, and if you want to support the podcast you can do so there's one way to do it it's PayPal thanks to anyone who's done that so far it's uh, paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie and that link is in there as well but as I said Wednesday I'm recording a podcast it's a business podcast it's stronger together the people behind the logos. If you'd like to promote your podcast, if you'd like to promote your business, I said that in the last podcast as well. If you'd like to support your podcast, if you'd like to support your business or your club or your organization, email clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. I can tell you the prices, what's on offer, how I do it, what way I work it, and that's grand. It is absolutely dirt cheap now compared to what it will be in January. Um, so look, that's that. Let's get on with the podcast. <laughs> So mental health, let's talk. Here are some of the things that I wish that I knew when I had mental health and, and that I do know now. And some of the things that I learned along the way and that if I knew them sooner, I thought I might have got better quicker. One of them is you have to accept it and deal with it. Um, that probably sounds obvious, but I had to open with that because like I must have had it for two or three years before I realized I had it, you know, like I wouldn't get depression. I, I was diagnosed with chronic depression, but this could be for loads of different mental health. I said, like, I couldn't possibly have it because, like, <clears throat> I'm just not the type of person to get it. And it never crossed my mind. I even once remember thinking, do I have depression? This is a year or two before I was diagnosed and I had it and I seen a list and I said, no, I don't have any of those things. It's not 
I, you know, it's, it must be something else, but it was the early onset of it because a couple of years later, I went back to a list that was similar and nearly had everything on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'd say deal with it definitely um, <clears throat> because you're going to have to deal with it. That's the thing. You're going to have to accept that you have it. You're going to have to deal with it. Um, it's the only way, like, it's, you know, I, you know, it's not going to go away on its own. I can tell you that now. So let's say you do all the right things, which are, you you tell your nearest and dearest, which I recommend, uh, do that immediately if you haven't done so, so far. If people have told you and you haven't talked to them in a while, reach out and say hello. Um, go and talk to a professional, 100%. I have mentioned on the show before that it didn't work for me. That doesn't mean it won't work for anyone else. It most certainly works for people all of the time. I've, talk, I've talked to over hundreds of people that has worked for it. So even if you're getting the help and you have all the support and I advise you to do all those things, um, bottom line is you still have to put in the work and the effort yourself to get better. So it's like you wake up in the morning and you're 600 pounds and someone gives you a big nutrition diet sheet for the next year to lose all the weight and someone else gives you a big list of all the exercises to do that will have you toned and sculpted. That's fantastic help and all your family's family and friends and nearest and dearest are supporting you saying go ahead and do this this is exactly you have everything now but if you don't fucking move and you're eating like a sow the whole time you're not taking responsibility you're not dealing with it and you just won't recover even though you have all the help there so you know my first step to recovery was saying look there's something wrong with me here big time and i have to check it out and that was very hard for me to admit you know but like i nearly admitted it when i had no choice um and it wasn't to somebody else the second i knew i told other people like very soon after that but i just didn't want to admit that i could possibly have depression so that's what i would say i would say go and talk to somebody tell your nearest and dearest do all these things immediately if you haven't done them and if you're thinking about doing them if you're thinking about doing them but you haven't done them yet do them on the spot and it won't go away on its own um that's the starter so <clears throat> you know what that's saying when people say um don't assume that loud is strong and uh quiet is weak well this is true for mental health as well um it's quite often the opposite a lot of family and friends and people when you suffer from mental health want you to be you know get out of the house be in a crowd you know get out and do it mingle it might cheer you up because that's not how mental health works at all it 100 percent won't cheer you up at all and if anything if It'll make you feel worse. You'll feel out of place. You won't enjoy it. You'll be sweating. You'll want to get out of there. And if you have anxiety on top of all that, you're fucked altogether, which tip would. I've never suffered from anxiety, but I know I'm talking about people. So I was often quiet. So I often went two days in my apartment when I had depression on my own without hearing from anybody and without contacting anybody. I might be a weekend where I'm off work or I might be working from home or there was a time when I had it where I was working. I was working from home and I wasn't working. Could have been any of those times. I've often spent two, two and a half, even more it's a, in the house where nobody contacted me and I didn't contact anybody else. And if people were to hear that at the time, they'd say, oh, he has chronic depression and he hasn't contacted anybody and he's not after leaving outside the house. But those days helped me recover. You know, it's not always a bad thing just because someone quiet. Oh, I see Lisa over there. She's very quiet. She's not really talking. And I don't think she said anything now in the last day to anybody. And she's up in the room there on her own. And, you know, you must go up and see, can you bring her to a disco? And No, 
that won't work. Anyone whose mental head knows that will not work. That's the wrong thing to do. Now, obviously, don't be in your room or in your house on your own for 40 days. That's bad. We know that. I'm not even going to insult your intelligence by saying that again. We all know that's bad. But a couple of days is okay. So in your recovery, you don't have to be loud and brash and to look strong. And don't give a fuck how you look to anyone else, by the way. But to be quiet sometimes on your own and spend time feeling that the mental health, feeling the hurt, feeling how bad it is, feeling all the things that go with it. Um. I think that helped me to recover because <clears throat> the more I sat with it, the more comfortable I got with it, the more it's like, know your enemy, you know, keep your friends close, but your enemies even closer. This was my biggest foe and enemy of all. And the more time I spent with it, the more I got, a, I got to know it, the less afraid of it I became, the more knowledgeable of, I became of what its next move would be. And I am talking about chronic depression as if it was a third entity because it fucking was. There was a reality and there was me, then there was me as this little ball, and there was the depression, and we're fighting in the background for control of this lump of meat that's me. Um, so don't always assume that if somebody is roaring and shouting, and they're out and they're, yeah, 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 that they haven't got mental health, or that they're recovered. Absolutely not. And someone who's quiet and taking time for themselves, maybe a full day, a day and a half, they might be just sitting with it and growing, you know, like budding with strength. So that's something I'd say that because I used to feel bad when I did that. I'd say, I haven't talked to anyone in a day. I'd say, Jesus Christ, I'm going to start. I'll ring someone or text someone or, you know, I, I just stopped doing it then because I it, it was helping me at all times. Um, So I would say, if you're doing that, don't worry about it. Not 40 days, two days, maybe you're a day. That's not too bad. Um, What you will find is uh, people will make an awful lot of comments about your situation that by hook or crook not all I'm sure but a lot of them will get back to you um, it did for me and I, a lot, an awful lot of people that I spoke to had commented on this as well where you know I, I let me use a silly example that didn't happen for me but let's say I'm a 16 year old girl and their parents send up their friends to get them to go to a big disco the, the girl won't go the friends go to the disco and they say, oh, no, we tried to get her out. She wouldn't go. She'll never be herself again. And she'll never listen. You know, these things are going to happen. You, you, you kind of have to put, you know, um, you know, if, if, if you're going and you're buying a meal in a restaurant or if you're buying a house or if you're buying a car, you have a fixed price, you have a budget. But I think your thoughts and your time and what you give your attention to has to have a budget as well um, and put a cost to it. Um, I would say that if they don't know you personally, uh, don't take it personally it doesn't count um, and I found that most people that said something when I was at my lowest that added to my woes or that maybe hurt me I remember at the time that I was so hurtful that kind of vengefully I would say they'll fucking pay when I get better and I always knew I was going to get better although I couldn't back it up if you sat me down and offered me a million euros to explain how I knew I had nothing I couldn't explain it I just had a feeling Um. I wouldn't worry about people's comments. Uh, oh, yeah, so what I was saying was, like, a lot of people, when I got better, I didn't do vengeance on anyone. I did nothing at all. I realized that that person didn't understand at all whatsoever. They didn't realize how stupid they were being or how blissfully unaware of my situation they were or blissfully unaware of mental health uh, in general, in reality. They might talk about it, but they hadn't a clue what they were talking about. So they didn't know how much what they said might hurt me. So I would say if you don't know them personally, don't take it personal. 
and I would say if you do know them personally, put a value on it. What are you going to listen to? What's worth fighting for? And have, draw a line and say, look, because what, what when you're trying to recover from mental health, what you absolutely don't want is you want to be fighting this one battle because it's the biggest battle you'll ever fight. You don't want to be fighting a thousand other small battles because you need all concentration on this and you need to be looking after yourself and minding yourself every day. Um, <clears throat> that's when I say about put a price on stuff that like absolutely anything that affects your mental health uh, is too expensive. Period. <clears throat> if you're trying to recover, you need all your energy. You need all the sleep you can get. You need all, all the alone time and then everything else that you need. That's more than enough for, you, for anyone to try to do. You don't need to be taking this problem and this argument and, oh, well, Johnny says this and he's raging because I didn't go to his 40 of them. We're best friends all our life. Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. All that matters is that you get better. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. You have to get... I always say you have to love yourself. And I mean that. But I suppose what I'm also saying is you have to be selfish. Like what matters to me is like when you have depression or any mental health, that's the biggest fight you're going to have. All you want to do is get better. Nothing else matters, only that. You just want to get better. So everything else has to fall by the wayside. And you will piss off a few people along the way. So what? If you spend your time trying to make other people happy and then you're still suffering from mental health, it's no good to anybody. And, you know, you, you can't be your best self. You can't take care of anybody unless you take care of yourself first. It's an absolute fact. So I would say anything that costs your mental health is too expensive. End of story. Um, a lot of things that I would have said to myself when I was suffering from mental health was I'd love my old life back. So before, before I was diagnosed with depression, I'd love my old life back because like, it's, it's not that I was overly happy or overly happy or over sad. I wasn't, I was just mid division. If you like, I was tipping along. I had some bad days, some annoying days, some bad news, but I had some good news and some good days as well. And some good laughs. And I always kind of wanted wish for my old life back. Um, but what I didn't realize is my old life had to fall apart for my new life to begin. And when I say that, it might sound very artsy fartsy, you know, uh, what I mean by that is my life is much different now than it was then in terms of what I do if you were a fly on the wall looking in it's not too much different but everything is different inside of me everything before I got depression I wouldn't change my mindset for for anything I, I love the way I think I love the way my mind worked I was happy enough I was confident um, I didn't suffer fools gladly and I was okay I could have a good laugh most of the time and everything is fine I wouldn't have changed that, but I didn't know at the time that there was a patience that existed that I was going to have when I came out of depression that I didn't know existed. I, I didn't know I was going to be more content than I ever was. I didn't know that existed. Um, I, I like I'm as happy now as I've ever been in my life, but physically, as in possession wise or stuff like that, nothing has changed. It's just inside of me. I think if we could see, you know, these people who say they can see auras or if you could see a color of a person, like I say, I was dark blue or gray color um, in my life normally. And then with depression and I'd say like, I'm it's a yellow or red now, you know, it's a more vibrant, happy, um, happy kind of a, like it's, it's, I, I'd be more content 
doing nothing now than I was in terms of contentness doing nothing then um but I would say don't be afraid to leave your old life uh behind I'd say like never never hesitate to leave the past behind because the past is the past um there's so many things that I used to do that I thought I liked before I got depression and while I had it that I don't do anymore there's so many ways that I thought about a situation that I don't think anymore um, I have so many new ideas and new thoughts and look at the, uh, a long-term problem completely different than I would have at the time. So I, I realized that the way I was my before my old life isn't exactly as good as it is now. So don't be afraid. I I think it's 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 like and I don't. It's like a, a, a you know a caterpillar changed into a butterfly or a bud of a flower changing into the fucking flower or the stem or whatever way that works. Um. I'm happier now than I ever was. And I'm so happy that I put in the work. Um, it took me 10 years to get better. I think if I'd known all this stuff, I might've got down to two or three years, you know, but I just didn't know. I, I just didn't know this stuff. There was no one like that could talk to me. Like I'm talking now. Um, I would have loved to meet someone that was like, I'm talking, I could listen to them for maybe two or three hours a week. I think would have helped me a lot. Someone with experience. Um, but that's what I have experienced now. It's, it's like, um, you know, if, if, uh, if you were going mountain climbing next weekend, would you talk to somebody who watched a movie on mountain climbing, read a book and some YouTube videos, or would you talk to somebody who a fortnight ago climbed, climbed Mount Everest? Well, you talk to somebody a fortnight ago who climbed Mount Everest because they've done it. So I've done the 10 years. I've done the bit leading up to it and not realized I had it, and I've done the recovery. So everything I'm saying here is a fact of the way it worked for me. Um, again, I know it won't be like that for everybody, but look, it is what it is. These things help you get better. Um, another thing I would say is don't be worrying when, you know, like if your life is okay and you're tipping around and you're happy, like people still let you down. But if you're suffering from mental health and somebody lets you down or says something, you know, that they say they're going to do and they don't do, perhaps they're dishonest or not honest. And you take an awful lot worse than, you know, like it's like a kick in the stones if you're a fella. I, I don't know what the equivalent is if you're a female, but um it's it's like a kick in the stones. Um I'd say stop expecting honesty from people who lie to themselves. You know, that'd be a good tip. Um people who say things all the time and don't do them. I say watch what someone does. I say this all the time, watch what someone does as opposed to what they say. What they say is bollocks, what they do is the truth. Um, honesty is very, very expensive. Cheap people can't afford it. So watch what people do. Don't watch what they say. It's okay to forgive someone if they mess up. That's not a problem at all. But if somebody keeps letting you down in life in general, I'd say I pull them aside. But when you're trying to recover from mental health, if someone keeps letting you down, I'd say I kick them to the curb. It just won't work. It's just not. It's just uh, you don't want to be adding problems to your bigger problem. I'd say. I'd say you'd be wanting to take bits and pieces away all the time as opposed to adding bits and pieces. Um, it's, it's, it's in your head. All of this is in your head. Not the mental health, but the recovery process is in your head. Um, for anyone that doesn't know about mental health, like certainly with the depression that I had, it didn't just affect my mind. It affected my mind. It affected my body. It affected every muscle in my body. It affected what I ate, how I ate, how lethargic and tired I was, my motivation, my mindset, my ideas, my train of thought, my quick of thought, 
I'd say my IQ was fucked. I couldn't sit down for a quiz and answer questions. I'd get everything wrong. Um, whereas now I get most of them right, even if I haven't learned anything new about it. I, you just your brain isn't working right. So it's in your head to have the strength. Uh, even when you feel weak, know that in your mind you can be strong. It's one hundred percent. It's it's what you let in. Is it? You know that story about well, not a story, but the. I'm sure there's a good rhyme that I don't have, but like when a ship is in the ocean, it doesn't sink. It's surrounded by water. It could be a thousand miles north, south, east and west, but it doesn't sink. It just sails away as normal. It's the water that gets in. It's the water that you let in that sinks it. And recovery is the same. Your happiness is the same. Comments people letting you down, problems, they're all very common. Everybody has them. If you can let them in and let them out, you're fine. If you let them in and they stay in, you're in trouble. It's like the ship. Don't let stuff in and you can say it all day. That's extremely important is that um, I don't know if if I let a lot of things annoy me, but in, in hindsight, when I look back, I most certainly did. There was a lot of things that annoyed me all of the time. And sometimes I'd be vexed over them for days and I wouldn't even know. It was just my baseline of my life. I know loads of people are like that. You'd be seeding after work. What happened? And he's all oh, such and so. When was that? Half nine this morning. I said, well, it's half seven in the evening now. Like that didn't change your day. But look, I was doing it. So I was doing the very same thing myself. So I go back to that. It's in your head. So it's in your head what you let in. Like I, You can choose not to let in bad stuff. You can choose to ignore bad stuff. You can choose to, you know, it's not that, that you don't hear it. It's that you don't heed it. You don't let it in. That it's, you know, if, if it's not good for you, then don't let it become part of your daily thoughts. I know that's easier said than done, but it's not impossible because I don't know. And loads of other people done it that I spoke to who recovered. Actual fact, they all say the same thing. It's just keep a positive mindset. And a positive mindset isn't, well, in five years now, I'm going to win the lottery and buy a house in Cancun. That's not a positive mindset. A positive mindset is, is that I'm not going to go into a downward spiral that I can't get out of today. That's a positive mindset, you know? And and and, and when you're living hour to hour, day to day like that, you can't be letting in other problems. Um, You know, if someone comes to you and it's they've loads of problems, well, it's, listen, that's why it's called your problems. If you were fine and healthy, I always say you can help others. But you can't help anyone if you can't help yourself. There's no point taking their problems on board as well. That's why they're called other people's problems. Um, and that goes back to the selfish thing that I spoke about. Um, I know probably a lot of things I'm saying here doesn't come, come across nice. But like, But like, I'm not like that now, you know, or before I got depression, or for the first six or seven years when I had depression. I was like that when I decided to get better. So, okay. All this bullshit, all this negative noise around me, all this constant nonsense I'm hearing, night, noon, and morning, it's out. Now, it didn't just work like that. I had to work my arse off all the time. Right, is this important? No, gone, good luck. Is that important? Gone, good luck. I even went around the house, do I wear this? Do I, no, anything I don't want, get out away from me, everything. Everything get away from me that doesn't prop me up or build me up to the direction that I want to go. Everything, out, on the spot. Um... And it's still, even with that, it took me a couple of years to get better. But it, it was the decision to do it, I suppose, that um, it was the decision to do it and the decision to stick by it. I, I committed to getting better. 
I really committed to it. Um, and it wasn't easy. And I'm sorry if anyone's gone through it. And I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I don't really have any enemies, but I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy if I had any. Um, it's the most horrible thing in the world. I know if you're going through it, you know. I know if your loved one's going through it, you know as well. It's terrible. If you've never went through it, Jesus, I hope you don't. No matter who you are, I hope you don't. And if you're out the other side, brother or sister, just keep working at it. Keep working on yourself. Don't let it get back in, I would say. Um, let me see. Yeah, people always say, just to go back to the strong is, you know, when you're when you're quiet, you're weak. That's not the case. It's like um, I I read a thing the other day where this says that um, you know, like people always say to you when you mental health, get out and socialize, chat to people, do your thing, have a great time, have the. Eighty percent of groups complain. You know, that's a statistic. Like there's over eighty percent. I'm just saying eighty because I can't remember the exact number. The eighty percent of people in groups complain. But you can't surround yourself with people who's complaining when you're trying to recover from mental health. You just can't do it. And well, don't do it. It's not worth it. You don't want to say then come, yeah, well, I think this and fuck this and fuck that. And you leave then going, Jesus Christ, the whole world is fucked. The whole world is not fucked at all. It's been, no, been around 4.6 billion years. It's all right. Do you know what I mean? Take a deep breath. You'll be around for a gentleman's 100 years if you're lucky. Don't be worrying about it. You know? Breathe in, breathe out. Don't be listening to bullshit. Don't get yourself involved in anything. Become very selfish. Make sure you're happy. If you find one huge thing I'd say is the good feeling. We all hurt like some people say it's like um you get the sixth sense and you get you know, I don't I call it a good feeling. Listen to the fucking thing. If it feels off, say no. That's it. Um I don't care. If it's your best friend's wedding, if you have two best friends, they're a man and a woman and they're both getting married and you're the best man or the bridesmaid or whatever the fuck it is. And it's all decided two years ago and you have mental health and you don't want to go and you'll be the worst in the world if you don't go. Well, then you're the worst in the world to them. Don't go. I'm using that as an example because that's something you just can't get out of unless you're dead. Even if you broke your leg, they'll bring you in a chair. So that's why I'm using that as an example. I would say... If it doesn't feel right for you, irrespective of what anyone else says, don't do it. Um, I start doing that the second I decided to get better and committed to it. Um, it's one of the best things I ever did. Oh, no, Jesus, it's one of the best things I ever did. I just went around and said, okay, that doesn't make me happy. I get butterflies when I'm doing that. That makes me feel terrible. When I'm doing this, I'm worried about the day beforehand, right? Those three things are gone. As of from when? Just that second ago. They're gone. And I never did them again. Never. No. I'm better now. I'm sure I've done loads of things because I feel differently about them now. But I'm only talking about at the time. And you'll feel differently than I do about some things as well. There's obviously things that you want to get rid of that you can't. I was the same, by the way. Um, but the things you can't get rid of, but you can't get rid of. But the things that aren't fucking essential. You know, you need to eat, you need to drink, you need to sleep, you need to wash yourself, have a roof, be clean, maybe have some company, maybe have something to do that sparks your interest or your, you know, gets you a little bit motivated if you have it. There are things you need. You don't really need anything else, you know. Um, but if you do find stuff that you like and that you need, 
do it and do it fucking often and don't apologize for doing it ever do it and do it often um one of the big things of the people that i spoke to and even with myself is i remember like when i decided to get better i said look there was a couple of things you know there's loads of things bothering me but like People often say to me, well, like, I, I remember the first or second year when I had it, I said this to this person, or I'd done this, or I went out one night and got fucking balubas drunk, and I broke a window, or I crashed a car, or, uh, and I shouldn't have, like, I'll never forgive myself, it's not me, like, and I know I shouldn't have done it, and I'm trying to get better now, and I'm on the tablets, and, like, you're not obviously having got mental health because of this, this is just something you've done when you had a really, really bad day with it. I would say in the past, in the past, like I said already, every single minute spent worrying about, uh, worrying or what would you say, pondering on the past, it's 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 less time you have to battle, it's less time you have to fight the battles of the present, which are the only ones that fucking matter, really. You cannot change the past. You can go back and apologise to some if apologise to someone if you've done something wrong, of course you can. But you can't change it. Deal with it. Roll a pair of balls and deal with it. You can't change it. If you've done something wrong, I'm not talking about someone doing something wrong to you or anything. I'm talking about if you've done something wrong, or if you've done things that you shouldn't have done, and they're the things that's holding you back, putting 100% into getting better, I would say forgive yourself. You won't be able to do it overnight, but forgive yourself uh, and begin to fight to uh, battle the present day problems, because that's all that matters. The other problems are gone 100%, and that is the end of it, absolutely guaranteed. Um, Another thing I would say is to take a break from your recovery. So I don't know for sure, but I can give a ballpark I'd maybe take two days of every 20 to do fuck all because it's hard having mental health. And when you're trying to constantly work on yourself to recover, that's also hard. It's extremely hard. I found it hard. Well, I haven't spoken to anyone who didn't find it hard, but um, I actually remember what that was like. It was extremely hard. Um, You know, I, I happily took breaks. I said, look, I'm not going to worry about trying to get better now. I'll just chill out. Whatever that was like, you know, but I still have mental health issues at the time, whether I was working on it or whether I wasn't, but, this is just a break that I was taking. It wasn't always a weekend. It wasn't always. It could have been fucking any. It could be a Thursday and a Friday uh, once every three weeks, for example. Um, I found, and people I spoke to told me, like, your body kind of lets you know when you're working too hard to get better, you know. Um, and some people say you can never work too hard to get better. but And there's an argument to say that's correct, but you, you, you do need to take a break. I think um, some people might disagree, but I have maybe once every, you know, Maybe 18 days I'd go in recovery and two days relax for maybe three years, you know. And if I had done an awful lot of this stuff earlier, uh, it wouldn't have taken that long. But I just didn't know. I didn't know how to deal with it. I was looking at the time. There's loads more information around now. At the time, there was loads of information from people who were experts who never had depression. And everything they were saying was harsher. I couldn't believe the bad information I was hearing. I couldn't, I've never heard one professional at the time that I had it ever mention anything that was going on in my head or the way I felt correctly at any stage once. So I said, look, I, I, you know, obviously it's very, very different now. This is like, you know, I'm better to go to three years and I had a 10 years or 13 years. There's a lot that's happened as you look, you know that already. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. Um, so look, another thing that's important is attitude. What's your attitude to everything? Uh, it's just all kind of a saying thing that when it rains, every bird finds shelter in the rain. But an eagle doesn't. An eagle flies above the clouds. 
so it doesn't have to take shelter and they can keep going. So it's 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 not about. I hope I don't have any issues, or I hope I don't have any problems, or I hope anything doesn't go wrong because it will go wrong all of your life, and it'll go right. By the way, I'm not saying it'll go wrong all your life. It'll go wrong and it'll go right. It's how you deal with it. You know, like I I talked in a couple of podcasts before about being, you know Marcus Aurelius and you know stoicism and being stoic and. You know, it's one of the things that helped me was if, uh, you know, if you haven't heard about Marcus Aurelius, I'd say look into it. Maybe look at a YouTube video of what he was saying and um, you don't have to follow everything. But it's basically all it's saying is. Don't be worrying about the things that you can't control, you know, it's like um, if I'm if you look at mental health as a big boulder and there's a big steep hill and I'm pushing that boulder up that steep hill. That's enough of a job for me to do on my own it's going to take everything i have for as long as i possibly can to be able to succeed but if there's people picking up pebbles either side of me and they're dropping them don't be bending down to pick up a pebble for somebody put your shoulder to the fucking boulder and keep going and don't worry about other people's problems that's why it's other people's problems you're no good to anybody if you can't help yourself so help yourself first get yourself as strong as you possibly can and then maybe help other people um one of the things that surprised me that uh so you know let's pretend in in to get healthy there's it's a ladder and there's 10 rungs and you make it to rung seven by hook or crook and you're working your arse off and you get there and then something goes wrong not as if something goes wrong just your mind just stops doing the stuff as good as it was doing and you wake up at half two one morning and you feel like you felt two months ago and you're gone from rung seven down to rung four and you think, oh my God, this is much stronger than me now. I don't know how I'm going to get better. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I, I'm just here to tell you that that will happen. So expect it. That's part of the process of getting better. So it's not that that won't happen. It will happen. You will get so far and you will fall back down. Then you'll get so far and you will fall back. You'll get that bit further than... It's not a bad thing. It's part of the process of getting better. There, there's no way. There's no way out of it. You know, if you look at like evolution and biology, even animals that, uh, you know, that like uh, predators that prey on animals like a, a lion or a cheetah or a panther or a puma, they always push back just before the strike out, whether it's an enemy to get them away or whether it's trying to catch some prey or go on a big sprint. Um, it's okay to go back, to go forward. I know people say that all the time. Oh, well, when you go, the next time you go with all the knowledge of that, listen, don't worry about all that. Just know that if you decide today you're going to get better, and if hypothetically I could tell you in six months' time you were better, let's just say, and you felt better after six weeks, and you said, Jesus, this, this is fantastic, you know, but you, you, you might fall asunder the following week and then come back a little bit. I can tell you an example. Very early into when I decided that I was going to recover uh, and put my mind to it, and and not do things that I don't want to do and love myself completely and forgive myself completely. Uh, I got better pretty quick after that. I couldn't believe it. I said, whoa, was that it? Was it a mind thing? I said, my God, I'm going to be on stage in front of hundreds of thousands like the Pope telling people how I'm after doing this. I said, this is incredible. I've never heard anyone saying that they got better so quickly once they decided this and me, I am amazing. Um, then I fell apart worse than ever. I didn't do anything differently. I just, it came back twice as strong. And it knocked the seven sorts of shit out of me. It was a nightmare. I said, this is impossible. Like, 
I said, this is impossible. I worked so hard. Um, I felt so much better. And now it's back worse than ever. I said, this is like, I can't beat this. I said, you know, I said, I just can't beat this. And then I just thought like, you know, that's not true. Stop listening to your mind. Don't be listening. Listen to yourself. Listen to your gut. Listen to your body. Listen to your mind when you're trying to get things right. But sometimes your mind plays tricks on you. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But that's not true. Of course I can beat this. You know, this is, I've lost this battle, but it's, I were still in the middle of the war. So, you know, don't lose your own yourself. Take your time. If you give up now, you most certainly won't get better. You thought you were better. How good did that feel for them couple of days? Brilliant. Now you realize you're not better. Uh, maybe I let your guard down is after coming back twice as bad. This feels like the worst thing ever. But you 100% won't get better if you accept this as reality. So take your two days break. Sulk that you're not better. And then build yourself back up again and go again. And I did. And I did that umpteen times over the period. So many times I've done that. So many times I thought it was over. I thought I was won and I got the hardest right hook on the chin you ever seen in your life. I couldn't believe it. Will I ever get better? I was thinking, you know. <clears throat> and I just never stopped. Ever stopped. Um, That's, you know, think about your thoughts. You know, that, that sounds like a silly thing to say. Think about your thoughts. Sometimes they lie, you know. You don't believe everything that crosses your mind, you know. Um, don't believe everything that crosses your mind. Your mind has, I don't know how many thoughts, tens of thousands of thoughts every day. They're not all positive. Some of them are very negative. You can't believe them all. It's just in a protection mode, you know. I'd say, rather than have knee-jerk reactions to every thought you have, I'd say let everything kind of marinate over a period of time all the good and all the bad that your mind is saying all the times is telling you that you won't get better and it's over for you my friend and all the times that you're saying no I think I can do this I, I there's something in me that think I, I think I can do this I'm learning loads of stuff about me I'm working really really hard and it's saying no well that doesn't matter here you are what we call a goner you won't get better but all that together let it marinate like a soup for a while and then in a couple of days just take out the positive bits and ignore the rest but the positive bits in your back pocket and go again and keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. One of the things in my life, like I, I, I was always an overthinker. So it was brilliant for me when I was younger because um, I just overthought all of the time. And it always meant that when a situation came up that I could nearly work out most of the times what was going to happen. Sometimes even as a child before adults could. I noticed that really, really early on. And it was a good thing. Um, not so much when I had mental health issues because now all of my thoughts were negative and if I was overthinking every single thing that happened it was a nightmare it was like a tornado you know um, but because I was trying to get myself better and working hard it wasn't a tornado that was knocking down like a galvanized house or an aluminium house or a house of straw I put so much work into myself building a strong solid foundation and big strong walls and bullet bulletproof windows and a big roof and big strong pillars so i think that's the way to do it um i'm take your time doing it i think is you know i think take your time doing it um it, it doesn't have to happen overnight 
you know, it's like, you know, when you're sitting there and you're an overthinker and you have mental health and your mind's going with all the thoughts, just thousands of them and everything's bad. You know, you never get better. You never ever. It's a nightmare. I know. Listen, I know. I know what it's like. Trust me. Trust me. I know what it's like. I've done it for fucking years. Um, that's not a bad thing, I suppose. You know, if I had to be, maybe it was a good thing in the long run because because I was an overthinker, it meant I was a fat. Overthinkers are normally fast thinkers. You know, sometimes people mistake an overthinker for a fast thinker. Um, and I think that might help me in the long run. Like my mind never stopped. But people who are overthinkers are actually better friends than people who aren't overthinkers. Believe it or believe it or not, overthinking is um, it's associated with um, empathy and caring for other people. You can look that up. It's not just my opinion. So if you're an overthinker, have empathy and care for yourself at all times. Try to block things out that that you don't want to be thinking about and the negative thoughts and all that, you know. But you know, there was often times where I had loads of negative thoughts and I was actually, you know, a really, really bad time. And I, I sometimes just sat with it and says, well, show me how bad you are, you know. Is this it? But I wouldn't recommend that, you know. I probably shouldn't have even said that. That's just... I got myself so strong during it that I, um, I I got myself so strong during it that I could nearly withstand anything. Um, and always remember as well that it's how you finish the race. So when you get knockbacks, or you're going really really well, and then you fall back. If you look at this as a race that has an ending, and by ending I don't mean your life. I mean ending your depression or your mental health and get into a place where you personally feel you're better and can go and enjoy your life with some genuine contentment, which I suppose is the key of what everyone with mental health wants. If you look at it as a race, it doesn't matter how fantastic you start and how brilliant you're running and your stride is fantastic and everyone's behind you. If you don't win, no one gives a fuck. And you don't give a fuck either. You need to win the race and the battle against this. And the way to do it is slow and steady and consistent. Expect to fall several times because you will. Expect things to go wrong and have problems because you will have problems and most certainly things will go wrong all of the time. I would say be patient. Be very easy on yourself. I would say um, for sure be easy on yourself because you need to be. It's not easy. Forgive yourself a lot. Um, but saying that, I would say be firm on yourself if you're intentionally fucking up, which I've done before as well. Um, mental health is not nice. It's it's um, it's just what's one of the worst things ever. It just knocks you in two. It can destroy you, and you could have been a successful person on a hundred different fronts. And you need all of that energy just to battle mental health every day. And sometimes battling mental health means getting out of bed for a shower. So if you don't have mental health, I suppose, and you know someone that does, just be mindful of that. And if you have mental health. I would say getting to the shower thing. The shower was one of the things that worked for me. There was often days where I had a shower twice. I'd have it in the morning and then I'd have it maybe in the evening. I never felt worse after. I always felt better. Um, I I looked up why that was to say it here today, but there's no definitive. There, a lot of different papers are contradicting themselves or, or contradicting each other. So I don't want to say why, but I just know it works. Sometimes I let the water run, hit the back of my neck. For a while, and that helped an awful lot. But you, you, 
you can get better. It's not that I'm fantastic and I did it and my God, he did it. And I, trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I was beaten. Like there was no, I'm not sitting here like doing a big flex and saying, oh, I got better from it. Like I was beaten 100%. I could have been a gunner. No problem whatsoever. Absolutely no problem. I just chose not to give up. Well, it's not that I chose not to give up and had a path of how I was going to do it. I had no fucking idea of how I was going to do it. And it felt like there was no way to do it. But I would say, just keep going, you know. Um, if you're lucky enough to keep going and fight and get out the far side, it's heaven. It's absolute heaven on earth. Definitely. Just trust me on that. It's heaven on earth. I don't have anything more than what I had when I got to... I have, I have less, to be honest with you. But I'm happier. A thousand times happier. And I leave you on this. Just remember that any day, any hour, any minute, any second, somebody can come along and change your life forever. And that person is you. And don't fucking forget it. My name is Mark McCormick. Thank you for listening to the Clockwork Junkie podcast.